Arizona's news station. Arizona's news station. KTAR News. 92.3 FM. KTAR News. 92.3 FM. Independent thoughts. Independent life. Oh, yeah. This is Chad Benson. Relatives of the American family ambushed in Mexico are demanding justice. Their anger reignited after visiting the crime scenes up close. Their loved ones' vehicles filled with massive bullet holes. In total, nine people killed, including six children. The family telling me the men who killed their relatives are animals. Who opens fire on women and children? Julian Lebaron, a relative, was tasked with finding the families after they realized something had gone wrong. Yeah. Look, they thought they had somebody today, which obviously now they don't. Because this guy, whoever this person is, guy or gal, because they're like, ah, gender nonspecific. This person's done something wholly different. Think about this. This person shows up at Agua Prieta with a bulletproof vehicle, ammunition, guns, and two hostages. That's what's happening. That's the insanity of what's going on there. Now, some people in the State Department are saying that the potential of them actually being target could be real. But I'm like, I just don't buy into that. And I'll tell you why. Because if they really wanted them, they just go up there and take them all. They know where they're at. I think the people that did this, I think they're dead. And the reason is, it brings heat. People are talking about it. People are talking about it. It brings heat. You know what? They don't need that heat. They don't want that heat. They don't want any of that. Were they potentially mistaken for gangs? Yeah, I think that's a possibility. I know they had a big uh, gang battle apparently uh, earlier in the day there. The insanity of that. Think about that. They had a big gang battle earlier in the day. It is a nightmare there. The Mexican government explaining in this remote border region, two different cartels are locked in a war. They think since the families were traveling in SUVs, they may have been mistaken as narco gang members. Yeah. And later on tonight, we're going to have uh, Nalea Leon on, and, and we're going to talk about something really fun that we should be talking about. But on top of that, we're going to talk about because she goes over and visits her grandparents. Uh, I think from Nogales, she goes over and visits them. And we're going to ask her about what to do and what not to do. Because my grandfather, who was born and raised in Mexico, he won't go back anymore. He said, that's it. I stopped going back five, six years ago. I won't do it anymore. I just won't. It's not safe. And my family tells me, you know, my, my well, my uncles, my great uncles and everything, they say, you know, they tell them, don't come. Don't come. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. You can tweet at us. Public hearings next week. Adam Schiff. We are getting an increasing appreciation for just what took place uh, during the course of the last year uh, and the degree to which the president uh, enlisted whole departments of government in the illicit aim of trying to get Ukraine to uh, dig up dirt on a political opponent. Let me tell you something. Uh, they're talking about Bill Taylor and all the stuff that he did. The GOP's talking about Volcker. Apparently, the the worst kept secret in uh, D.C. in the Beltway was the whistleblower, and he is now supposedly been outed by Don Jr. Only to find out that mm, Real Clear Politics outed him a week ago, and they did they put one and one together. And they essentially said, hey, uh, this guy's name pops up in all of this stuff, and he's the only one that's not being interviewed. I think it's kind of uh, an interesting thing. And next thing you know, they kind of put one and one together. Now, 
they're going to come out and they're going to say, look, this guy's a bad dude. He's never Trumper. His lawyers are never Trumper. They want this. To, I don't know if it's him. I might use his name. Maybe later I'll tell you what his name is. But it, it, it's a sales job. It's coming next week. Be prepared for the sales job. Both sides are going to come out. And, and, and you know what? Deborah, I guess we got Deborah Dale here who's called, you know, she's good. She's good people. You've ever watched 2020 or Dateline when they do those murder things? Yes. You watch it, and what happens at first? The first they show you something like, that person totally did it. Then the other side has a thing, and you're like, there's no way that person did it. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. People just pick what they want to pick and see what they want to see. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's no longer what you say. It's how it's taken, and that's the way the world is. And I think this is going to be one of those things where can you convince enough people who are in the middle who maybe don't like Trump but voted for him or maybe don't hate Trump but will never vote for him to go, I need to put pressure on a senator. And I don't think that. I just don't think at this time of year where we're heading into an election, that's just going to happen. I, not, no. No. Especially after you've swung and missed with the Russia thing. And therein lies the problem. And if there's any never-Trumper in this guy, and there's a bunch of posts that talk about how much he hates Trump, that will die a horrible, horrible death in the public. Even if you're an independent you don't like Trump, you're going to go, well, how can I take this guy's word for everything? But it's not the transcript. I don't know how many times I tell people. It's all of the things that led to the phone call. That's it. So last night, Lloyd and I went out to dinner. I want to ask you a question. So Lloyd and I go out to dinner, and here comes Mr. Lloyd. Ba-pow! Ba-pow! We go out to dinner, and on our check, it says charity, which I thought was rather weird, right? On our check, it says charity. So, you know, you, you, you tip and charity. I thought that's weird. It was a weird thing. Because I didn't tell you what charity it was, which I thought was kind of an odd thing. I'm like, what do you mean we don't tell you what charity it was? Shouldn't they tell you what charity is? Now, you have to ask them. But if you want people to respond to stuff, shouldn't you put something that says, hey, this is the charity of the month we're trying to raise money for? They just want you to give money? Yeah. Sight unseen? It's, just because yeah. it goes to charity? And and, and Lindsay was very nice, because I asked Lindsay last night, because they were dressed, you know, they had yoga pants on. I mean, they, they, you know, they were pretty girls. She was a very sweet girl. And I asked her, I said, is it weird working? You know, like guys staring at you. What are, what, what's the etiquette, you know, because you want to sell sexy and you don't, but you're not really. And, you know, so we started talking about that. She was very nice. And, and uh, she gave me some interesting, you know, observations about everything. But... It was funny. I asked her about like, hey, what about the charity thing? And she goes, I think it's prostate. I don't know. And I'm like, that's not really a sales job for charity. Charity could have been a girl that worked there. I don't know. <laughs> Perhaps she was. <laughs> oh, look at you. You went right there. Here's something, though. I did ask her a question because there is that weird thing. Like when you go to these places and Deborah, you being a woman, uh, it is weird because, you know, it, like the waitresses, not the way, like the, the bartenders in really short shorts and, you know, and like, what's the etiquette and the weird, like, because you're kind of selling sexy, but you're not selling, like casual sexy. No touchy. That's no, that, that's the line. It feels awkward. And I asked her and she says, you know what? I think it was at Twin Peaks or was at uh, Tilted Kilt. Apparently they have a, like a, a rating or score or something like that, where the sexier you look and this, that and the other, the better shifts you get. Oh, that's, I don't like that. I I don't. But I I said to her, she goes, that's really awful and horrible. And she said, you know, she's very nice and stuff. She goes, but I said, here's one thing. I said, looks matter. I don't care what anybody says. I said, do you see any 250 pound women running around here? And she looked and she goes, no. And I said, okay. Right. At least they're open about it. That's pretty much the way of the world. But no one admits. Nobody wants to admit it. We we admit here on the Chad Benson show. Three, two, three, five, three, eight, twenty four, twenty three at Chad Benson show is your Twitter. Feel free to tweet at me. You love your hate. We're good with that. A lot of stuff to get tonight. Darren Birch. He's going to join us. I see him out there. 
This guy's got it going on. We're going to talk about the no confidence vote. We're talking about a lot of different things when it comes to to police, and in particular, some is there a code of conduct? There are certain things that they have to follow, and and where does it cross free speech? This, that, and the other. We're going to touch uh, on that with him, and we got a lot of other stuff tonight to get to. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. It is the Chad Benson Show. It's Arizona's news station. Arizona's news station. KTAR News, 92.3 FM. The Chad Benson Show, where we reach across the aisle and occasionally poke someone in the eye. This is my vision. It is fabulous. Fabulous. That's a 7-Up guy. I just know it. Joffrey? Jeffrey was his name? I'm not quite sure. Darren Birch. Retired. Phoenix PD. Author. Twisted but true, you're doing a lot of stuff. I love it. We're going to talk about a couple things. But first, the Tempe taser thing that took place with the kid. <sighs> Have you ever had an incident where somebody tried to, like a hostage, even if it was something so bizarre, like a, like a child or something like that? How do you react to a thing like that? Those situations are unique, and you have to deal with each one individually. Uh, I've been very fortunate. I didn't have a situation like that. I've had a lot of hostage situations, uh, suicides, and things like that, but nothing at that caliber, no. When you're tasering somebody, I'm sure you've tasered somebody. Absolutely. Was that fun? Let's be honest. Was it a little fun at times? As a sergeant, I came back, and that's when that new animal was there coming yeah. back. So it was very new to me, and uh, uh, I, I'm more of a hands-on guy. Yeah. I just am. Yeah, I, I like yeah. to check them out. I understand what that's all about. <laughs> no, but like, was it kind of... I've been whole... tased more than I've tased. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. What's it like? It, it, it's... Truly jolting. Uh, I came across a situation where I grabbed on a suspect. I'm going to go hands-on. I'm going to fight. And one of my officers decided it was the right time to tase. And unfortunately, uh, <laughs> I got tased. Um, wow. Yeah, holding on to him, just holding on to him. You'll oh, tased. see, and that's you'll the whole thing that, that they were talking about. The uh, you know the thing with the baby. It's it's a tough situation. Yeah, All is. right, so we move from there. Batista's gone. <sighs> He lost all confidence uh, from everybody there. Jerry Williams, they were thinking about doing it, but now they've called it back. It's a political thing anymore. Being a chief of police, I said Joe Opio couldn't happen today because of the politics of it all and the fact that he, he, he just wouldn't in this woke world. Chief Daryl Gates, you know, Los Angeles, could not happen today because long gone are you're protecting the badge. You have to straddle that world. It's much tougher, isn't it? Absolutely. And the difference between a sheriff who is elected yeah. official, now you're working for the people, literally, yeah. whereas a police chief is working for the city council. So it's, it is political. As much as we hope it wouldn't be, yeah. at times it is. But it's still, I mean, everything's still political. And political in a way that it's not just politics local. The reality is so many people who make noise nowadays uh, and put pressure on aren't even in your districts or in your state. It just doesn't matter. So the politics is so much bigger than it's ever been. And you're working for either the people and the people want you to work for them or you're working for the city council. And it's, it's, it's just it's all politics. Yeah. No, it's an ugly world. That's why I love being a cop and being a sergeant and never strive for that higher um, in management because it is political. Yeah, absolutely. So the no confidence vote, once they did this, he had to go. Like there was no way because you've got 90 plus percent of the people that in theory you're the leader of who they don't want you there. They don't want you anywhere near them. They can't stand you and they're waiting for you to throw them under the bus. Yeah, that tool that the unions use is a good ace card in the sense that the city council, which is ultimately the boss that's listening to all this, is looking at these potential voters, these police officers and their families and their family's family and their friends and, you know, the dominoball effect as far as voting. So that's an issue when they have no confidence in their leadership. Then they also look at 
revenue. You know, the business is coming in when there's infighting within your police organization. That's concerning to uh, incoming businesses. Absolutely. Talking to uh, Darren Birch here. You guys I know I'm retired Phoenix police officer. We have him on quite a bit. He's an author, too. He's got a second book coming out, uh, Twisted But True. Last question. We're talking to, what was his name? Jamie Rothschild? Is that you said his name? Silent Witness Sergeant. Absolutely. Yeah, he is a good dude. But we were talking yesterday. He says, you know, one of the hardest things to do, and one of the things that, that, that he said is, you look at this stuff, whether it's the chief and the balancing of the politics and all of this other stuff that's happened with these police officers being dismissed and, and you know, a, a post here, this, that, and the other. It's who's going to want to do that job? He says, in the future, I look up and you think to yourself, who in God's name wants to do this gig? Because it looks like you are exposed to everything and out of it you may get nothing. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, you know, there's almost a million police officers and they go on 10 calls, 20 calls a night. So there's 10 to 20 million potential problems you have. And we see very little of those videos. But when they do hit, it becomes the perception like that's the problem. And when that type of negativity, like we saw in New York with people throwing water at cops and yeah. all that negativity and people with some type of agenda using any type of example for their for their false narrative it absolutely makes the job so much more difficult than it's ever been and i worry about that um cycle where now we may have people that shouldn't be police officers that are becoming police officers because the um, the standards are lowering. I don't know that to be true, but I worry about it. Oh, Darren Burch, love having you on. If people want to get your book, because you got book part due coming out, right? It is for the holidays. Twisted But True. Go to twistedbuttrue.com. It's on Amazon. It's everywhere. Right on. You're the man. I love having you on. Thanks Thank so my much. friend. Woo, look at that. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Chad Benson Show, KTR News. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Got that sniffling, sneezing, stuffy head thing going on? Time for your daily dose of vitamin chat. Every single member of this body, every single one, Mm -hmm. body, should stand up and say this is wrong to disclose his or her identity. We know who it is, Chuck. And it's funny because Don Trump Jr., who I'm no fan of, I don't dislike, I, I don't really think anything of him. Uh, because I don't know, you know, could be the nicest guy in the world, could be a jerk. Who knows? Guess it depends on, uh, you know, if you've had your mind made up on human beings. Uh, but everybody went after him today because the whistleblower's out. We talked on it a little bit earlier, but here's the thing. Real clear politics didn't say who the whistleblower was, but they said who the whistleblower was. They said, look, it's the worst open secret. If you look at any of the stuff that's out there. It mentions this person's name over and 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 over again. Yet he's the only one not testifying. So put one and one together and you got this guy. And away we go. Now, is it him? Is it not him? I Look, everybody's going to talk about is it him? Is it not him? What's this all about? I, I, I don't know. I don't know the guy. Right, this Eric guy. I don't know him. I don't know who he is. I don't know if he's a never Trumper. I don't know any of those things. We'll find out as we go. But it's so funny the way that oh, I can't believe that name is. Everybody knew the name was going to come out. Everybody knew who it was in the Beltway. Everybody knew who it was. Donald Trump knew who it was. Mitch McConnell knew who it was. Adam Schiff knew who it was. Everybody knows who it is. Do I know if this guy's a bad guy, a good guy, any of these things, that he's a never-Trumper, that he's all these things that the right's going to paint him as, or that he's this, this amazing patriotic individual who's you know not biased and has no political beliefs whatsoever, and he's just all about the fl- I don't know who he is. 
I don't know what he's like. He's a human being. So he's not without sin and he's not flawed. You know how I know? Because I have sin and I am flawed, as is every other human that walks the face of the earth. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show, is your Twitter. I'm going to play something for you. His name is Faze Jarvis. Two million people follow him and subscribe to him on the YouTube. He's got like 200,000 followers or so, give or take, on Twitter. And he does a bunch of stuff for Fortnite. Well, guess what? He had a confession because Fortnite suspended him forever. You know, it's crazy that I, I can never play Fortnite again or even create content for you guys. You know, it's, it's obvious that I made a massive mistake. And of course, I would never think about doing anything like this again. Recently, I posted some videos of me using aimbot in solos and playground mode. It didn't even cross my mind to think that I could be banned for life on Fortnite. Yeah, so what, uh, I guess, what an aimbot is, essentially it's steroids. All right, so it's steroids for this. It, it's like the cheat code. When we were kids growing up, you used to have cheat codes, right, for certain things. You could still go get cheat codes, like especially on video games that were like you put a quarter in. I, I explained this to Jack every once in a while because, you know, they have the cards now for everything. But, you know, some of these games, it, it, there's no cheat codes. Like there, there used to be cheat codes like up, up, side, side, one, two, three, you know, certain things like that. And some of the games were flawed, Right. Like, if you got Bo Jackson when you played uh, Techno, Techno Bowl or whatever, it's like he couldn't be tackled. And there was a flaw also in the basketball game where if you went to the quarter, you could shoot the three every time and it would never miss. So you'd find some of those things. This is different. This is essentially, you're going to always win. It's a steroid. Now, he didn't play in a competition, didn't play any of those things. And why this is interesting is because a new poll came out. 86 percent of young Americans, right? So if you have 100, 86 of them, between the ages of 13 and 38, their goal isn't to be a rock star. Their goal isn't to be an astronaut or a lawyer or a doctor or the president. Their goal and what they would love to do is be an influencer, according to Morning Consult, a media influencer. That is insane. 12 percent of them consider themselves to be an influencer already but it is lucrative it is very lucrative but the thing is you're also at the behest and the whim of organizations that not just he cheated and look he's upset cheating in anything is just terrible you should never do it it's not acceptable it's zero tolerance you should it's just it's just such a dumb thing to do i know now how big of a mistake this was and like it's just there's there's nothing i can no no because he's done and a lot of people are coming out saying that's ridiculous you know you shouldn't spend him forever and stuff he didn't cheat in the games he he was playing solo mode but they're they're coming hard because they don't want people to cheat and I understand that completely. Look, I'm not, I'm not, look, I get that. And I don't play Fortnite or any of those things. But my son, he loves football and he wanted to be Tom Brady and Odell Beckham Jr. at the same time. He wanted to be a player who could play, who could throw the ball to himself and all of this stuff. And over the last two years, he's gone from wanting to do that, like that was his goal and dream, to, yeah, I want to do that, but I'd like to be an influencer to now I love football but man my dream is to be an influencer and so many kids are like that but I told him I said, Dude, it's a weird world because yours you know you're nine and you're you're at the behest and and you're there 
on somebody's good graces, but you're also there in a world where everybody's looking to punish each other. On top of all of that, there's also a situation where algorithms change on a daily basis. Because algorithms change on a daily basis, one day you're killing it. The next day, not so much. One day you think everything's great. The next day, no. One day you think, man, I'm making a ton of money. The next day, next thing you know, they decide, we don't like you, we heard bad things, and boom. We're going to take your opportunity to make money away. You've got to be careful. And that's the scary thing. And with what they're trying to do with Instagram and influencers, all these things, it is a tough, tough thing. 7% of Americans are on Twitter. And that's not really where you make it happen. That's more of a political thing than anything else. And it's a very loud noise thing. When you think 7% of Americans are on Twitter, it's like about 25-ish million people, give or take. Think about this for a second, though. By next year, about 125 million will be on Instagram. That's where the influence is, along with YouTube, because it's global and it's much different. It's, it's crazy. It is. It is. I understand why people want to do it, but I'm telling you guys right now, this is the new world. This is the new world. This is what kids, man, kids are going to look at you. Want to be an astronaut? Nope. I want to be a YouTuber. I'm like, Okay. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Be prepared to be a star at 10 and burnt out by 12 and not because you don't want to do it, but because somebody changed the algorithms or you said something as a joke somewhere and now they're going to punish you. Oh, demonetization. Ooh. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. This is the Chad Benson Show. It's KTR News. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. I can't take it anymore! I like Well, get over it. It's time to forge a new path with your very own political cartographer, Chad. You know what's interesting about, uh, I was reading about uh, Cartman and all of them, that Randy is now the main star on South Park. They got away from Cartman and stuff. They made Randy the new star, kind of like they did with Simpsons when they said they got away from Bart and they made it more about Homer. Uh, joining us now is Nylea Leon. You do it. Say it. Say it like the way. Nylea Leon. Ah, oh, so much better. <laughs> I said Agua Priete and you're like, Priete. I'm Agua like, oh, Priete. man. Hey, but let's touch on that really quick because you go down to Mexico a lot. Your grandparents live over there. My grandfather's from there. He won't go back anymore. But we were talking about the SUV thing, and your dad's like, we should take the SUV. And your mom's like, uh-uh. No, we have a Yukon, and you know you're not supposed to go in fancy cars or cars specifically that look like the ones that the mafia, their cartels use, because yeah. no, that's so dangerous. They'll take you down, and they'll steal your car. Or they can mistake you like they did to this family. Yeah, listen, so, listen. so there, there's a little, you learned so much today. Now you're going to learn something that is vitally important, and also you're gross. As am I and everybody else. Your flu shot that you should have gotten in your arm, maybe you should give to your cell phone. Why is that, Nilea? Because we, on average, take our phones. This is according to Asurian. On average, half of the people text, talk, and check their phone while they're on the toilet. I'm looking at you. Yeah, we. Yeah, everybody does I, it. Why? Because we, you know, used to have a newspaper in there or something like that. Now we just take the phone because it does everything. Exactly. And uh, I'll go into the bathroom, and there'll be somebody going to the bathroom there, and they're taking a pee, and they got the phone up to their ear, and I'm thinking that's the weirdest thing in the world. I don't do that, but look, I get that. 
I'm victim to it. Yeah. Vic- but here's the and plus you got games on there and everything yeah. else. You're watching TV. How gross are the phones? So we touch our phones on average 96 times a day. So when you take it into the bathroom, all those germs, if you put it down on, for example, maybe the side of the toilet or whatever, those germs get on your phone and then you place that phone on your face. <sighs> so that's more likely to, I guess, touch your face and then you can get sick from it. Yeah. And we don't usually clean it. No. Do no. you clean it? I try to clean my phone uh, like once a day, like in the front, but mostly, and I don't really talk on my phone, like, because let's be real, in this generation, nobody talks on their phone. I know I don't. If you really know me, you're going to text me, and I, I think you probably feel that way, mm-hmm. the same way too. But I try to give it a, a good wipe, but not like you should probably clean it. No, so they're saying that you need to clean it with at least those lint-free microfiber cloths. And then if you want a deeper clean, you use water and alcohol, and then you lightly wipe it down. And then make sure that you clean it like all around. Take off the phone case. Be careful where the charging devices are, like the port. Um, and then if you want an ultra, ultra high tech like way to clean it, you can use a UV sanitizing device that also charges oh, it. Oh, where you go and look and see if it's... Oh, yeah, I don't know if girls. I'm ready for that. We're talking to Leon. And I'm giving you guys advice here. I brought her on. We were talking about this last night. I'm thinking the flu season is here. We're gross. Everybody, how, and you're talking about like, okay, you put your phone on the toilet or you do this, that, and the other, but most of us at work will take our phones there, we'll put our phone there, this, that, and the other. How many people have put their phones there and have done stuff and touch hands and it just, ugh, it's just, it gives you the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, our phone is the germiest thing on, like, they said that even with a, a toilet, it's dirtier than a toilet, your phone. So even if you place it right down, like if you're eating, you put it on a coffee table, you don't know if the coffee table's clean. If you put it, for example, on the desk, tons of people sit on the desk. You don't know if they wipe their hands. You no. don't know if they clean their hands, if they went to the toilet before. You don't know. I wonder if we build up some immunity, though, to certain things. I think we do. But, for example, when I did this story, I tend to clean my phone now more often yeah. because I do tend to put my phone up to my face. And I was actually getting acne from it. So my dermatologist told me, she's like, you need to start cleaning your phone because if you do place it on your face, I only had acne on my right side where I place my phone. So I started to clean it or now I just put it on speakerphone, which is that's just, that's just way better. Like yeah. I, that's the way I talk to people and uh, or I, you know, I have a wire. I've got my Raycons that I use for my headset, the, you know, the earbuds that are awesome. I just it's it's gross. And the other thing, it doesn't really matter because even that you're touching your phone all day, then you're mm-hmm. touching your face with your hands, which just touched your phone. In the end, people know this. Nile has brought it to us all. We're all gross. We're all guilty. <laughs> you got nastiness on your phone. Nile, as always, it's good to have you here. Yeah, thank you for having me. Nile Leon, the superstar from KTR. 323-538-2423. I have to slow it down because this lady came out and saw me at the Revitalized Things past week. She says, you go too fast, Chad. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. Twitter, C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. Chad Benson Show. Arizona's news station.